Everyone, welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And welcome to part one of our 2021 College Football Bowl season. Wall, how about it? Yeah, baby, bowl specials. I know the people love it, Woj. They wait all year for us to do our bowl specials because everyone knows, everyone knows that makes money in sports gambling, college football bowls are the place to make it, Woj. Yeah, it's it's uh it's teams that don't play other teams typically out of conference games. It's kind of cool. Uh, some money to be had. Kind of confuses a lot of the odds makers, I think. Um, and it's just it's those little niche things you can see with every team that you can get the edge on. So uh, excited for this. We're gonna do two parts today. We're gonna go through every bowl up until the 28th. So the first bowl being the 20 or 17th. We'll go up to December 28th, and then next week we'll do part two of this, where we'll go all the way through for the rest of them, uh, with probably story and maybe another guest as well. More of a roundtable, uh, be kind of fun to get those uh, those bigger profile bowl games with a couple more people to add in some thoughts. Well, definitely will be today, Woj, or I should say next week. But today, it's pretty important, Woj. You can't pass by these games. I know a lot of people listening. You know, a lot of the teams we'll talk about, conferences even we'll talk about throughout the year. People haven't been watching them. But like you said, the books, man, you can you can really catch them with some stuff. Because if you look at how the lines have moved already for a lot of these games, Woj, people, whether it's sharp people or Johnny's, who knows, they think that those lines are incorrect. So there's a lot of line movement as is. That tells you, you know, there's something to be made here, Woj. And personally, you know, this is it's make or break. We've been good all year, though, Woj. I mean. Bulls are make or break it, baby. Got to go big on the Bulls. All right, well, let's move on to the first game, and we're going to move to somewhere a little bit warmer than where we're from in the uh, upper Midwest. We're going to go to the Bahamas, the Bahama Bowl, Middle Tennessee versus Toledo, which is Friday, December 17th, 12 p.m., Well, Yeah, Bahama Bowl, baby. I don't really, when it comes to Bulls, I don't pay too much attention to where they're playing. Obviously, we know it's going to be good weather here, so we don't have to worry too much about it. Middle Tennessee, plus 10 as it stands. They open plus 8. You know, Toledo's getting a little bit of money, Woj, minus 10. They're minus 400 if you want to bet Toledo. You got to lay 400 to make 100 on the Rockets, baby. But one thing I want to do today, Woj, I want to make sure we tell the people how everyone did in their conferences. So I'll try to do that. Toledo third in the MAC West behind NIU and Central Michigan. Middle Tennessee fourth in Conference USA. Woj, Middle Tennessee likes to pass the ball. Cunningham, though, you probably know this being a DFS god, the man you are. Cunningham is out with a leg injury. He's been the one that's been carrying Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. Middle Tennessee State team. He's a good quarterback. You ever put him on your rosters? I've had him on my roster before, yeah. He's he's top-priced quarterback every single week or one of the top price for sure. For sure, but he's not playing now. So we got Nick Vadiato back there. He's a freshman quarterback. He's actually going to be their fourth quarterback of the year. Beginning of the year, they went through some quarterbacks. So we'll see how Vadiato does against his Toledo defense. You know, Toledo has Daquan Finn. There's no question about quarterback over there on the Rocket side. He had four touchdowns against Akron in the blowout win last game they had. Toledo, a team that almost beat Notre Dame. We're talking about the Fighting Irish. We're talking about a top 10 football team that Toledo almost beat them. So. Do not count this Toledo team out. You know, Toledo, one thing that makes them really good, Woj, and I love this. I love that a team is in the Bulls because of this, and it might be the reason they are. Toledo's the best in the nation at turnovers. Only six on the season, Woj. Six total. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count Toledo out at all, Wall. 
I actually like taking that plus number. Uh, Middle Tennessee, well, in given, these are different opponents when I'm talking about this stat, but Middle Tennessee gained 0.2 yards per play less than their opponents, while Toledo gained 1.6 per play more than their opponents, which is the biggest discrepancy this season in any of the Bulls. Uh, so don't count them out yet. And the Blue Raiders, decent pasty, but they've struggled against the run. And Bryant Clawblock is a monster for Toledo Wall, a monster. The guy on DK in the last four games is averaging 40.8 DFS points and has had 11 touchdowns in that string wall. So I'm not counting Toledo out at all. I think the I think the odds makers got this one wrong right off the bat, first game of the season. I actually like putting some money on Toledo Wall. Well, Toledo, I might have misspoken, Woj. I don't know. Maybe you mislistened to me. That's probably the more likely scenario. But Toledo's obviously given in this one. They're given the eight to Middle okay, Tennessee. Okay. That makes that, more sense, Wall. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, because everybody would hammer that. But I still agree with you. Even them giving you – know, it stands at 10 now. It opened at eight. Even them giving 10, Woj, I, I like the MAC here. I like the MAC, you know, to beat up on a Conference USA team. We'll see, though. It's going to be a good football game. We're going to get things started, baby. I'm happy for it. Friday. Yeah, yeah, and it, my mistake on that one, I go into all these bowls and looking at it and doing all my research without looking at a line, without even looking at a line, not knowing who it's going to be, just so I can see the teams for who they are, especially the teams that I don't get to watch all the time, Middle Tennessee and Toledo, for a good example, just so I can kind of see what their teams are made of, where they're good, where they're not good, and then base my decision and then look at the lines and kind of see where it's at. I mean, is that a good good way to do it, Well. That's a great way to do it, Woj. I mean, I go in already knowing what the line is without ever looking at it, right? I set these fucking lines, Woj. You know that. But <laughs> I like the strategy. That's what I do. You know, in the during the season on Sunday, that's what I do. I generally – I didn't do it so much this year, but in the past years, I've gone through and without even looking at the lines, I put down what I think the line should be. And then when the lines do come out, you know, usually Sunday night or Monday morning, although they've been getting up pretty quick lately, then I would go through and compare what I had to, you know, what the books had. So that's a great strategy. It makes sense to me, Woj. All right, moving on. We got the Cure Bowl. That's Coastal Carolina versus Northern Illinois Friday as well, December 17th, 6 p.m. Well, this one's going to be a good one. Little little offensive showdown here. Yeah, I love the Cure Bowl too, which I love when, you know, college football does things right. The Iowa Wave, you know, the Cure Bowl just makes for great stories, but it's going to be a great football game in that. I know we got some people that listen to the podcast. They're Coastal Carolina fans, which not where I'm going with this one. No, 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 Sally. Coastal Carolina <laughs> is a good team, though, Woj. Third in the Sun Belt, you know. That's something, right? Uh, <laughs> that's something, yes. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Coastal Carolina fans. NIU is first in the MAC West. MAC champions beating Kent State last week. Come on, baby. The Huskies. I love it. In this one, though, the Huskies are getting 10.5. The books really like Coastal Carolina. I don't know about that, Woj. Coastal Carolina squeaked by with that South Alabama in overtime win last game. Three turnovers in that game. We just got done saying, just got done saying how Toledo had six on the season total. Coastal Carolina had three turnovers last game against South Alabama. They squeaked by with the win, though. Shamari Jones, Woj, he's going to have to step up big for Coastal Carolina. You know this name. I know that. Northern Illinois defense, you know, it's going to be questioned whether they can stop Shamari Jones back there. They did step up against Kent State which probably hurts you a little bit in DFS, Woj, with that expected high score. But and now you kind of played good defense, no? Uh, they did. They, I mean, they held they held Kent State to 23 points. And that, that's coming off of when they played them earlier in the season. I think it was 
almost 50 or 40 something. So uh, they, they figured something out and they, they had a good game plan. Now they're going to have to do the same thing against coastal Carolina wall because coastal Carolina leads the nation in offensive success rate while uh, NIU is 124th in defensive success rate. So the discrepancy is big there, but again, like you talked about they're they're playing better down the stretch here. Absolutely. Well, Janan, NIU offensive side of the ball, you know, no questions there. They're going to be run, 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 run. You know, Ducker, 29 carries last game, Woj. 29 carries. The team had a total of 61 rushes. I mean, that's just insane. You don't see that in modern-day college football, but that's what NIU does, and it's proven them well throughout the season, this season anyways. It's been great for them. You know, this is going to be the only bowl matchup where we get two of the top 10 rushing teams facing each other. It's, it's going to be exciting. You know, I'm sure some people that don't like the running game as much might stay away from this one, but that's what you and I love, baby. So this is going to be a good one. Let's get it on. I like NIU in this one, baby. Yeah, NIU looking for their first win in their last, uh, this will be their seventh trip to the college postseason into a bowl. So hopefully they do pull it off because they're 0-6 right now. There's a goose egg there. Definitely a better team, different team, especially with Rocky Lombardi under center there. So hopefully they can pull out some of that defense they pulled out against Kent State and uh, continue that against Coastal, who, like I talked about, good good offensive team, but but can have its troubles as well. So moving on, on December 18th at 11 a.m., we got the RoofClaim.com Boca Rattan Bowl, Appalachian State versus Western Kentucky Wall. Yeah, baby. Boca Raton, Woj. Boca Raton. Let's get that pronunciation going. App State, if you want to take them on the spread, you know, you're going to have to cover that three number. They're giving three. Western Kentucky getting three in this one. App State was a team that was first in the Sunbelt East, but they lost to Louisiana in the championship. Sunbelt championship, that is. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of that game, Woj. Actually, were we watching that one together or were you not over yet? I don't think I was there yet. I think that was just you. We were, we were flipping between it. We just had the one television. We were over at the man Ruiz's house watching this game. App State looked pretty good, but, man, Louisiana, they're a good football team. Well, they're a good football team. But App State, you know, second overall, first in the Sun Belt East. Western Kentucky is a team that's first in Conference USA West. They lost to another good team, UTSA, in the championship. Western Kentucky, a team that makes those big plays. They score points. You know, there's no question about this one where it's going to be. It's going to be a pretty high scoring game. They got the over under at 67 in this one. So it's going to be some points scored and likely it's going to be Western Kentucky controlling the tempo, trying to improve the pace. App State, normally a team, you know, that I like. And one thing App State maybe can do, they have a defense that can stop Western Kentucky from doing that. I'll probably stay away from this one. I just don't know. It's the line opened at minus two and a half for App State. It's at three. It hasn't really moved. I I think they got this one right. I don't see value on either one of the sides, but, man, come on. Appalachian State, Western Kentucky, what a football game. Yeah, I, and I think the odds really uh, – the odds makers really show that Appalachian State defense can really slow things down. And, and like you talked about Western Kentucky trying to control that tempo, I think Appalachian State can do it just as well on their side of the ball. Uh, their D is just so good. I mean, consider this. We just talked about Coastal Carolina leading the nation in offensive success rate. Well, they held Coastal Carolina this year to 27 points. And I would say Coastal's a very comparable team to what Western Kentucky is offensively. Uh, so, you know, the thing about Western Kentucky, though, is they're going to have to find an answer for Thomas Hannigan, who's the, uh, an all-star wideout for Appalachian State. I know I just said an all-star wideout for Appalachian State. Uh, but if they can concentrate on him and slow him down, then they can 
put all the rest of their efforts into the Appalachian State run game, which they, they like to rotate a lot of backs, get a lot of healthy backs in there, and kind of control that clock, slow it down so you can't be that overpowering offense like uh, Coastal Carolina or Western Kentucky. So, uh, again, it's going to be closer. I think it's going to be towards the lower end of the spectrum as far as the over-under goes. Uh, I think Appalachian State will do a, just about the same game plan they had against Coastal for this one. So uh, going to be a good game nevertheless, right, Well, Yeah, it will be. It'll be a fun one to watch. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Uh, this is going to be also on the 18th, 12 p.m. This is uh, South Carolina State versus Jackson State. Well, we got some FCS teams up in the house. Yeah, they always got that one, you know, FCS bull. Obviously, I don't bet the FCS you can. You could find lines for it. But, you know, the, the reputable books that I use, they don't really have SVS lines. So I'll stay away from this one. You know, these are two of the best FCS teams in the nation. Well, South Carolina State, you know, don't fret that record. They played a lot of FBS teams where Jackson State didn't really do the same. But we we know Jackson State's a good football team, right, Watch. Yeah, they are. I mean, they their defense is the third best scoring defense in FCS at 13.5 points per game, which is awesome for a defense. Uh, a little bit behind what FBS is. I think the third in the FBS is 18.5. Uh, but nevertheless, a good team, uh, it's it's going to be, you know, the thing about it is the South Carolina's played all these bigger teams, right? Well, like they, they've played some of the, the top end teams and they've lost. So that's why the record looks like it is where Jackson State hasn't. So I don't know if that helps or hurts them while in the long run. It'll probably help them in this game, I would assume. But again, you're, you're talking about somebody that's more your caliber of competition. I don't know if people saw it too. Jackson State, Coach Deion Sanders, he's really improving that program. They got the top prospect in the nation I think it was actually not next year but the year after Travis Hunter I believe a quarterback they got him to decommit from Florida State he's now going to Jackson State the top recruit in the nation I mean this is a program that's trending up it's obviously Deion Sanders' name backing it but hey it's working yeah, it is. And uh, we, hey, we've talked about that this year on the podcast before where, you know, you get a big name coach like that. And no matter what, that that's what these prospects are looking at. We talked about the Mike Leaches and the Lane Kiffins of the world and why they get such good quarterbacks every year in, year out. Well, they're known for producing good quarterbacks. And I mean, Deion Jackson or uh, uh, <laughs> not Deion Jackson. Well, help me out. No, here. Deion Sanders, baby. Deion Sanders. I'm sorry. Yeah. So we got Deion Sanders. It's just another big name for these guys to go to. And, and it's just one of those recruiting things where we're, we're so caught up in the social media and everything where people see that name and they're like, oh, it's got to be a good team. And Jackson State, listen, he's done a great job with Jackson State. but uh, And that this is not to deter anything away from getting that number one recruit. Uh, but I'm just saying that that's a, that's a really good recruiting method in this uh, day and age wall. Yeah, it is. Get, good. get a big name coach. You get the Well, they want to go to the NFL as a goal. So you see a name like Deion Sanders, boom, done. Done. All right. We got the New Mexico Bowl. We got Fresno State at UTEMP Saturday, December 18th, 2.15 p.m. Wall. I'm, I'm excited for this one uh, with uh, with Jay Carner actually coming back to Fresno Wall. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the word, Woj. You keep telling me one thing, then I find out another thing. I don't know what's going on, Woj, but I, I do know it's a game I'm looking forward to watching, as is every single bowl game. But Fresno State, I told you I was going to let you know, everybody, how they did in their conference. Fresno State Mountain West, they won the West Division, you know, number one in that West Division. UTEP, they were fourth in Conference USA West Division. East Division had Western Kentucky, Woj, which we know is a good football team. The West Division, though, they were a little more competitive. So UTEP was in a little more competitive a game 
all year long. You know, they had to fight a little harder than, you know, some of the other teams I would say in the East division, but I digress, Woj, I digress. UTEP plus 11 and a half. If you want to take Fresno State, you're going to have to cover that 11 and a half. We got UTEP plus 360 over under a 51 and a half. I don't see anything. I just don't, I don't know enough about these two teams. You know, I probably watched Fresno State twice this year, maybe actually three times. UTEP I've only watched once or twice. So I don't see much value in this. I think they got it where it is. I don't want to put too much on the line. When it comes down to it, you know, I'll probably put a something a little bit just because that's what I do on the Bulls. But, you know, nothing big on this one, Watch. Yeah, I, you know, I've I've always been really hot on the Fresno State offense. I think they're one of the better offensive teams in the in the country, at least in the competition they're playing. Uh, UTEP and you talked about they have a tougher division. Uh, they didn't win a, a a game against a team with a winning record this season, so that that doesn't help their uh, their cause in this game. But on the other hand, you know, Fresno State has head coaches leaving. Uh, they have had their head coach, Kalen DeBoer, and their offensive coordinator, Ryan Grubb, both leaving to go to Washington. They talked about Jake Harner entering the transfer portal, I'm assuming when those things were happening, and now he's back. Uh, they hired their previous coach to Kalen DeBoer, Jeff Tedford, who coached Fresno from 2017 to 2019. They hired him back, but he won't be coaching in the bowl game, unfortunately. I don't know if maybe Jake Harner leaving had something to do with that. And, uh, who knows? But nevertheless, uh, Jay Carner will be playing uh, in this game. Uh, funny enough, this is the PUBG Bowl wall. I, I play a little bit of PUBG from time to time. And I, I like they got the uh, the World Championships of PUBG going on right now. So uh, yeah, just just one of those things. Uh, oddly enough, a video game is uh, is is hosting a a bowl wall. Sponsor. Yeah, I know. I, I know you played this game. I mean, they probably make a lot of money. It was an interesting game. I played once or twice with you. You know, I lasted about two minutes and then I was dead and you know, I'm not very good at that game, but I know, I know that's your jam. So, Hey, you're going to be a little excited for this one, huh? I am. Yeah. It'll be kind of cool to see it. Uh, next game on the slate, radiance technologies, independence bowl, while the BYU versus UAB Saturday, December 18th, 3:30 PM. While I, I, I'm, if you have a real good feeling, you're going to have some, some heavy thoughts for this one. <laughs> heavy thoughts, heavy money on it. Woj. One and the same, right? Synonymous <laughs> these days, but BYU minus seven, baby. That's what they got BYU at, playing these UAB Blazers. But UAB, a team that was second in Conference USA West. I don't discredit them. They did well this year. You know, BYU is an independent. Most of us know that. They'll be moving to the Big 12, actually. Well, 2023, 2024, they're going with uh, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston in that big shift, everybody moving to the Big 12. But BYU this season, just behind Notre Dame and above Army, if you want to look at the independence, which not really something you can go against. But if we're going off of a real conference, this is what I want to tell you, Woj. BYU should be first in the Pac-12. Let, let, me, let me tell you. They should be first in the Pac-12. They beat Arizona. They beat Arizona State, Washington State. They just beat USC, I think, two weeks ago. And then they beat the big dog, Utah. I mean, BYU just crushed the Pac-12. This is a good football team, Woj. They showed Virginia the door when they came to visit BYU. You know, their only two losses come to Boise and Baylor. We all know Baylor's a really good football team. What's their ranking these days? You're always over those rankings. Yeah, I think Baylor's six. I want to say six. Am so I there wrong? you go. They lost. Yeah, they lost the, the sixth-ranked team of the nation as it was. Uh, seventh, then, seventh, I'm sorry, seventh. Uh, Ohio State is six. Can't, can't. The Ohio State is six. They're Baylor's seven. Yeah. Well, at this day, or at this point in the season, it doesn't matter anyway. Six, seven, five, don't matter. But, you know, they, they're respectable losses. Their wins 
really good wins. BYU's led by a sophomore, Jaron Hall. He tore apart secondaries this year, Wood. He tore them apart. I hope you were lucky enough to get him in a couple DFS contests. You know, I never had him on my team. I, oh I just my don't, goodness. I don't, I don't, I don't think you didn't BYU. Beat you. I don't, okay, I don't think I don't know if you had him either. I don't think no, BYU was in that many contests, but yeah, yeah, he would have been a good pickup. He would have. It's because of his offensive line too, which it gives him time. You know, that's BYU football. Only one to two sacks a game. You know, I don't like to use those decimals, so I'm gonna say between one and two sacks a game. And that's it, and that's all on the offensive line. Smart quarterback for his age, only being a sophomore too. I will say that, but UAB running back Dwayne McBride, he got hurt against UTEP. He's questionable for this one. You might know better than I if he's playing, but last I saw he was questionable. You know, this line tends to make me think he's not playing because, you know, it's, it's a little high. Seven's a little high to give. I'm not scared of it. Don't get me wrong. But his replacement, Jermaine Brown, you know, he can run, but he's got that negative war rating, the WAR rating. For anybody that follows baseball, they know I'm talking about wins above replacement. He's got a negative one, let me tell you, because McBride back there is much better. But BYU, they're going to come out pissed, Woj. They didn't get a New Year's Six Bowl. And you know what a college football team, when they come out pissed, does? They just beat up on people, you know. They're going to be coached up by Kalani Shiitake. Perfect fit for this program. Got an extension through 2027. But he's the reason I'm not worried about them being depressed and, you know, oh, we didn't make it to the New Year's Six Bowl. We're just going to give up on the season. With Shiitake back there as a the coach, they're going to come out angry, baby. I'm hitting these alts, which I'm hitting them hard, all the way down to minus 13, which you can get at plus eight, 185. And I'm going big on that nine and a half number, BYU minus nine and a half. Right now, you can get it at plus 125. I like that. And I like all the alts going down too. Yeah, plus 125 is not bad. I, I like the alt pick there. I, I, BYU just looks like a better team, hands down. Easy. Uh, this is easy money in my book. It sounds like it's easy money in your book. So we're just going to leave it at that. Minus nine and a half, plus 125. Get it while it's hot before the line moves, people. <laughs> Listen to the man, the man, the myth, the legend, the wall. Let's move on. We got the Lending Tree Bowl, Liberty versus Eastern Michigan, Saturday, December 18th, 5.45 p.m. We got Eastern Michigan plus eight and a half in this one. You can tell people what to do here because I got my hands in the air. No one can see me, but I got my hands in there wondering, you know, I don't know what to do. Eastern Michigan, <laughs> fifth in the Mac West. Watch. Liberty, they're an independent. People might not know that, but they're seven and five on the year. They get to play who they want. They're not, you know, abided to a conference. I don't think that's the correct word, but hey, maybe your Francie can tell me what the correct word is. But, you know, they're not, what do you say, Watch? They're not become to a conference. They can play whoever they want. But in 2023, 2024, they're moving to Conference USA. I don't know what to do in this one, Woj. I don't know what to do. Plus eight and a half, like I said, Eastern Michigan. You got an over under at 58 and a half. You want to get some money, you could bet Eastern Michigan plus 270 or go the other way, lay 350 and get 100 on Liberty. I, I'm staying away from this one. If anything, you know, I like the I like the dogs in bowl season. So, so here's the thing. I think if you are a gambling man, you right now take Eastern Michigan on the money line. And the hey, only reason I hey. – uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Wall. Go, what, oh, what, no, what, I love you. You I'm gambling? Okay, you're here. gambling, man. So the only reason I say this is because Malik Willis, uh, he, he's going to be going to the NFL draft. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. Does he play in this game? He hasn't announced it yet. And I don't know if the – I think the line's already trending to that happening, but he hasn't announced it yet. So when that gets announced – 
that line might change even more and get a little tighter, uh, especially the amount of juice that you're going to get for taking an Eastern Michigan on the money line. Uh, you know, the thing about it is, is Malik Willis didn't play well, you know, losing the last three games and he threw six picks in those last three games. So maybe he wants to redeem himself. Who knows? They are playing a weak Eastern Michigan D who ranks 144th in passing success rate in 120th in defense S and P plus. So that obviously is not ideal for Eastern Michigan in the situation. If Malik Davis does play or Malik Wills does play, but if he doesn't well, their backup hasn't thrown a pass yet. So it's, it's just one of those things to look at. I, I don't think I like Liber. I, I def- definitely don't like Eastern Michigan if Malik Willis plays, but I do like their chances to make a little, little bit of cash here, especially early on without Malik Willis saying he's, he's opting out or not. I mean, if I was him, I, I would just opt out of this, a game like this, that really means nothing for him. It's a, it's a nothing bowl. And yeah, you didn't throw, have the best last three game stretch, but if you're going to go in the first round anyways, well, what, what is he doing? And, you know, at the end of the day, his agent's telling him don't play. Coach, I love it, man. I love that your balls dropped. What a pick. I mean, you lay two dimes, Woj. You're bringing home 5,400 bucks. I tried to lay it on Bet Rivers, but hey, I got blocked right now. I just tried to lay it. Just kidding. I didn't really do that. But, you know, I had actually, one of Bet Rivers started limiting one of our friends. I won't say who because I don't know if he wants me to tell him. But yeah, hey, same problem I have with points that we talk about. But I love it, Woach. I love it. Go for the dogs. It's the bowl games, baby. Let's bring home some money. I'm going to put something on it. Probably not two dimes, Woach, but I'm going to put something on your, on your pick there. Hey, I, I won some money in Eastern Michigan earlier in the year, and I, I want to win some more. Uh, let, let's keep it going. <laughs> Next up, Love we it. got the J- Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. We got Utah versus Oregon State, December 18th, 7.30 p.m. Oh, I love it, Woj. I mean, you got to remember these bowls. There's there's more to them than just the football game, which I love the football game. You know, that's that's what I'm there for. That's why I'm watching. But Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, man, they got a concert the night before. They got a parade. They got a tailgate party. It's It's insane what some of these bowls do. But Utah State, Oregon State, you mentioned it. Utah State plus seven. You're getting a full touchdown against Oregon State. Oregon State was a team in the Pac-12 North that came in third. Eh, Pac-12, a lot of question marks there. I'm sure you'd probably agree too, Woj. But Utah State, not a lot of question marks there. They were first in Mountain West, Mountain Division. They pulled off a big upset, Woj. Big upset against San Diego State. Crushed them, 46 to 13. Put them in first in the Mountain West overall. So, you know, this Utah State team, they're hot, baby. I like Utah State here. I like them getting a touchdown. You're talking about betting the dog on the money line. Plus 240 right here, Utah State. Hey, let's double it up. Double dog it, Woj. Double dog it. I like it. 67 and a half. I'll stay away from the over-under on this one. You know, Utah State's rolling with that momentum in that with that win, wall. I mean, that, that was a big win. 46 to 13. Devin Tompkinson, he's an all-star wideout with him this year. 56 grabs for 1589 yards, nine TDs. Yeah, not doesn't have the TDs, but he's got extra yards to to keep up with all these other all-star wideouts. Uh, you know, but the thing about it is Utah does rely on that big play. Uh, they don't have that steady offense. Uh, but when you have a wideout like that, you can rely on that big play. You know, they lead the nation in offensive explosiveness metric, which is an interesting metric. I didn't know about it until I researched it today. But offensive explosiveness <laughs> metric. But 104th in overall offensive success rate, S&P+. So the, the thing about that is, is 
yeah, they rely on these big plays, but but they're getting touchdowns with it overall. So it's just one of those things to look into. I, I wouldn't look into it too much. Just a cool stat to kind of talk about when you're talking about it with friends. But, uh, you know, Oregon State has struggled in the air. Uh, so Logan Booner and Tompkinson in DFS game, if you're going to do that. Uh, and, and I do like uh, Utah State in this one for sure, especially coming off that momentum win against San Diego State. That, that was just a big win. They look good. Well, I love that. I love that you brought up offensive success rate because that's something that goes into my algo for, you know, the lines I'm developing. I love that you brought it up. We usually don't get in those advanced stats, but it's a real good judge of a coach too, which if you get a good team with a good offensive success rate means they're calling the right play calls. They know their team really well. So I like that, Woj. I like Utah State here too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on. The R plus Al Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. Marshall versus Louisiana. We have it. Uh, this is the the late late game on Saturday, December eighteenth, nine fifteen p.m. We it's like Pac twelve after dark, just in the bowl season. Wall. Yeah, it's a late one, man. They want to get viewers though. They want to get eyes on the prize, which I love it. You know, I I'm gonna have trouble staying up for the end of it. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I will have trouble staying up, but to watch Louisiana play football again, I might do it. Which I might do it. They're minus five in this one. You got over under a fifty four and a half plus one seventy five. If you do want to take Marshall. You know, well, you've seen that movie before, Marshall movie, right? I, I Yes, I have. Okay, because if you want to watch that movie, go ahead, be my guest. But you're going to want to bet on Marshall after watching that movie. So if you want to bet Louisiana, make sure you bet Louisiana before watching that movie. Great movie, great movie. Marshall, second in Conference USA East. What I'm getting at is they're really trending this program forward since, you know, the tragedies that happened. Oh, that's a while ago now, Woj. What was it, 15 years? I it was like say it's 15 it a long years time ago. Yeah. yeah, sorry to put you on the spot there. I don't I don't know myself, but my point is this is a Marshall program that's really trending forward. They're really improving their program when, I mean, they, they were as low as they could be. It's for a good reason, I mean, but they're a good football team. But, hey, you know, this it's not an emotional thing when you're betting. So I like Louisiana. They're first in the Sun Belt West, beat Appalachian State in the championship game. Appalachian State's a team I respect year in and year out. Their only loss, only loss in the season to my Longhorns in the first game of the season. So, hey, you want to find a hot team? This Louisiana is a hot team. I kind of like them here, minus five. I haven't decided if I want to drop anything on the money line. It's minus 210 for them. So it'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what it comes out at right before game time. Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting team, uh, interesting game. Uh, you have the Thundering Herd here who, well, well, we'll start off with this. The Raging Cajuns are ranked number 23 in the nation. I think they're 23 in the nation, if I'm not wrong. Yes, 23 in the nation at 12-1. and one. But the thing about it is, in S&P Plus, they're actually behind, yes, behind Marshall. Marshall is ranked 44th in S&P Plus, and the Cajuns are 52. Now, that's close enough where the S&P Plus really doesn't come into that big of a factor. Really, no one cares about if it's that close. Um, but for the fact that the Cajuns are ranked number 23 in the nation and the herd aren't, it is something to be alarmed about. It's just one of those, that's one of those stats I like to look at the S&P plus just going into these like, you know, conference versus a different conference or people that don't play each other often kind of statistic, just because it really shows who their opponents were, who, how they played and who they did play and how well they did. 
Um, so it just kind of gives me a better idea uh, in the overall scheme of things of where this team is. It's not an FCS team who's 13 and 0 playing an an SEC team who might be you know six and eight. Uh, I mean, obviously the SEC team probably has a better S&P plus than that FCS team, but uh, just one of those things to look at. Nevertheless, the Thundering Herd have a little bit more. They like to run the ball, do they not, Wall? <laughs> yeah, they do. That's what they're going to do. Okay. Yeah, they, they are just going to run nonstop. So it's up to Louisiana here. And I love watching them play. But they haven't been able to stop the run too successfully. They're in the middle of the pack as far as DFS goes for giving running back points. So it's one of those things where they're really going to have to key in on that run. If they can, they have a really good shot. I do like Louisiana in this game overall. Uh, I just don't know if I like taking them on the spread just because I think Marshall can keep it tighter than what most people would imagine just because of the amount of running they're doing and controlling the clock. And at some point, Louisiana's D is just going to have to give because they're going to be tired. So uh, it's just one of those things to look at. I'm probably going to stay away from this game altogether, Will. Oh, no, you're not, Woj. I'm going to come over there. I'm going to force your hand, and you're going to lay Louisiana on this one. One thing I want to say about the S&P Plus is you got I, – I look at it too, Woj. I don't go by it as hard as you apparently. But one of the things, the problems with it is just the small sample size in college football games – it's really difficult for the statistics to come into effect, those advanced statistics, just because they only play, you know, 12 games a season. So at the, I I tend to, you know, I look at it, but I tend to not put too much faith in what it says. I'm going to come over there, though, Woj. I'm going to force you to lay Louisiana, and we're going to make some money together. <laughs> it sounds good. I do agree with you, by the way, in the S&P Plus. I just kind of use it as a baseline uh, early on. Not, nothing to yeah. really hang your hat on, but just something to look at early on. If, if, they're, if they're tight like this within 10 or 15, I, I usually mean nothing of it, but um, we'll move on. We got the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Well, we got Tulsa versus Old Dominion Monday, December 20th, 2.30 p.m. Yeah, Old Dominion's catching nine and a half. I mean, 10, depending what book you're looking at it. Open at only seven and a half. So, you know, people are coming in again on those favorites, Woj. I, you, usually when you see the favorites bet up, it's dumb money. But I don't know. I question that. I don't know how many, you know, people just making random bets are putting them in this many days in advance. But Tulsa, I want to mention their conferences, right, Woj? That's what I told the people I was going to do. Tulsa, fifth in the American Athletic Conference. Old Dominion, third in Conference USA East. Old Dominion started the season one and six. One in six. I mean, this is a team that was not looking like they were going to a bowl game. Did not look to be a good thing for them this season anyways. They turned that around. They won five straight, got that sixth win to become bowl eligible. Man, I like Tulsa, but I'm not going to bet against a team that that's hot, that is that hot. So I'm going to stay away from this one altogether, Woj. Yeah, you know, this will be the third team to do that, that Old Dominion one and six turnaround. The third team to do that since 1936. I don't know the other two teams. I just wanted to put that out there. It's just kind of one of those random, random things. But, uh, you know, offensively, neither team is flashy. Uh, the running backs, uh, Blake Watson for Old Dominion and Shamira Brooks for Tulsa will look to be the highlights for each of their teams. Uh, Tulsa's coming off that big word versus SMU, which I, I would give them the, the nod here with that win. But, yeah, I wouldn't look for anything too flashy. The Myrtle Beach Bowl kind of got, got gypped here <laughs> down the line. But maybe not. Maybe it ends up being a great game. But uh, uh, Myrtle Beach Bowl, Monday, December 20th, 2.30 p.m. So we'll move on to the, the famous one, Wall, the famous 
Idaho Potato Bowl. Kent State versus Wyoming. Uh, this will be on Tuesday the 21st at 3.30 p.m. Well, well your man watches college football because if you said the Idaho Potato Bowl, you would have been wrong, sir. It is the <laughs> famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and I love it every year. This year, as you mentioned, we get first in the MAC East, the best team, Oj. The best team in the MAC East. We saw them lose to NIU about two weeks ago now, but in the East, they were the best. Wyoming, fourth in the Mountain West Mountain Division. Wyoming was only two and six in conference, Woj. That's a number that sticks out to you. And you see a team in the Bulls that was only two and six in conference. Here's what I want to point out, though. Wyoming did have a big win against NIU earlier in the season. And I use the team that just beat Kent State pretty good in the championship. So you got those comparables right there. Although that win against NIU for Wyoming was early in the season, they also beat Utah State late in the season, Woj. Where am I getting at with this? Wyoming is a really inconsistent team. If you want to bet Wyoming on one side, I would go with the alts. If you're betting against them, bet an alt tire because – you're probably going to get better money on it. Well, you're obviously going to get better money on it. If you want to bet against them, bet an alt that's lower because the inconsistency, I mean, this game could be anywhere. Wyoming has a top 10 pass defense, though, and they're going against Dustin Crum, who I know you like, Woj. You've talked about him a couple times on the podcast. DFS God, you spent about 10 minutes last time talking about this guy, but the reason is he can throw the football. Toledo quarterback, Mac player of the year. Ah, We'll see. This Wyoming good defense. Pass defense going against Crum. Who's going to win it, Woj? You know, Kent State arguably has the worst defense out of any bowl team this season, in the bowl season. Uh, Crum has thrown four picks in the last two games, <laughs> and Wyoming has a great pass D. Uh, like Wall mentioned, uh, NIU 50-43 to and Utah State 44-17. to uh, Utah is... I mean, I don't. They're very inconsistent, but they've won big games, Wall, and and they've scored points doing it. But again, goose egg versus Fresno State, three points versus New Mexico, and with a bunch bunch of teens in the middle of that. Uh, Chad Muma, uh, who was a Buckus finalist for Wyoming, who's going to be in the draft, is going to have to make a big a big impact for the Cowboys. But you know what? I think Wyoming gets this done, Wall. Just Crum has played. I know I've been hot in them, but Crum has just played so poorly, and they're going to be playing, yeah, a Wyoming team that's inconsistent, but a better overall defensive line that they've they've seen, and in a in a linebacker that of the line of the caliber that they they haven't seen ever, Wall in 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 Chad Mama. You bring up some great points, Wilch, but I hate to say it, you're wrong, buddy. I'm going Kent okay. State in this one. I'm taking the plus three. I'm taking the plus three, which means now that I've made such a point of it, I'm definitely going to lose this one. But I'm taking the plus three. I like getting the points. I like dogs in these games. Wyoming, you made some good points. I'm not lying. I'm not just saying that to pacify you, Woj. You made some good points. But I just I think Kent State gets it done. Plus three, come on. This should be a pick em anyway. So you're getting a little bit of points. That's where I'm at in this one, Woj. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm definitely going away with you. I'm, I'm, I'm taking Wyoming. I'm using that NIU game as essentially my, my break point there, which was 40 to or 50 to 43. If, if NIU's defense is essentially better than Kent State's defense, then why not be able to score more points? And, and Crum again hasn't played well down the stretch here. So, 
Uh, I'm going Wyoming, Wal. Going Wyoming. Logic. But we'll, Logic. Never use Logic. Well, it should make no sense. All right. Tropicana Smoothie Calf Frisco Bowl. You want to? You want a smoothie, Wal? That was a, that was a hell of a name there. Tropicana Smoothie Calf Frisco Bowl. UTSA yeah. versus San Diego State. Tuesday, December 21st, 7:30 p.m. Wal. Well, if you had any culture at all, Woj, you would pronounce it correctly as Cafe Frisco Bowl. Okay, okay, sorry. (laughs) Considering you're the man with all the culture and I have none, but I got to take my shots when I can. UTSA is a team that we've been talking about. We've been talking about San Diego State too, no? Yeah, we have, yeah, a couple times, uh, how they they got beat up. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, they're not a bad football team, Woj. If you say they're a bad football team, I'm going to go over there and punch you in the face because you'd be wrong. You know, they're a good football team, but I like UTSA a little bit better in this one. They're minus two and a half. Obviously, the lines makers agree with me on this one. Under a 50-point spread, though, we're at 49 and a half. You want to bet the dogs, San Diego State, you get plus 115. You know, I'm not ever against betting the dogs in bowls. I've made that very clear a number of times for the past however many years we've been doing this too. But I just I like the favorite in this one. San Diego State came out first in the Mountain West Conference on the West Division, but they lost the Utah State team we already talked about. Good Utah State team caught them at a wrong time. Real hot Utah State team. But the UTSA team, you know, they're first the Conference USA West. They beat Western Kentucky. That was a shootout in the championship. I mean, I bet you Mr. Story was over there loving life watching that football game because, man, I don't remember what the score was, but they went well over 100. Do you remember what that score was, Woj? It was it was pretty deep. It was pretty deep. Well, I don't remember the exact one, but it was deep. Sure was, man. And UTSA, though, they, they got some wins on their belt. UAB, UTEP, Western Kentucky twice. It's hard to beat a good football team twice. They did it. They beat Memphis, and then they beat a Big Ten team at the beginning of the season. I believe it was the first game. They beat Illinois. All good wins. I just I like UTSA in this one. I might actually go on the money line too, minus 135, which is not something I normally do for a favorite. I usually use the spread, but I might go on the money line with this one too, spread and money line. I just I like UTSA. Uh, this is the so we, I know we talked a little bit about S&P Plus uh, earlier, but this is the 56th and 57th team in the S&P Plus in the rankings, with San Diego State having the slight edge here. Uh, the thing about this is, is I know you talked about earlier, you don't really know or care where people play, but this is five hours away from UTSA's campus, and they're playing at Toyota Stadium. Uh, you know, this is, a, again, another story of two great ru- rundies uh, with with a great running back. Uh, UTSA and Sinclair McCormick has uh, 1479 rushing yards in the season, 15 TDs, and San Diego State only allows 76, 77.6 uh, on the ground per game. So uh, likely, like many games, this, this game's definitely going to be one of the trenches. Uh, it'll be good to see if uh, UTSA can bust pie that uh, San Diego State defense. But I do think San Diego State has the edge in this game, uh, while in, in the end of, at the end of the day, they'll win the game. Ooh, we're going to leave the bookies out a lot this bowl season. Actually, I think that's only the second time we've disagreed. But, hey, we'll bet heads up, Woj. You, you going to come up to my limit? Take me on head-to-head? Uh, head? Uh, well, I might do that. I might do that. Typically in bowl season, I take all the unders on every single game, five bucks. There you pays go. Out Love at the it. End of the season. So <laughs> it's just one yeah, of those things where bowl season, they always, for some reason, hit the unders. I know Story is cringing right now because cring- he he's, says life's too short to bet the under, bet the over. But but in bowl season, it just seems to hit more than often. So yeah. I it averages out, Wall. But no, we'll move on. We got the... No, no, no. I like, the, the phrase is wrong. Life's too short. To lose money, so bet the underworld. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> 
All right, we got the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl while we got Missouri versus Army. Can't I, I'm super excited for this game. Uh, it's December Wednesday, December 22nd, 8 p.m. Wall. Oh, I'm super excited. What I mentioned last week, and I told the people I was gonna give them something. I don't know if I tipped my hand to which side I was going, which I I don't remember. I probably did because I'm very vehement about this one. But I want to preface this by letting everyone know what they did in the conference. Army is independent. If you want to go off those independents, they were the third best. I don't know you can really go off of that. You can't go off too much conference, obviously, with them. Missouri, though, you know, they're in the SEC. Where This is the first, I think, SEC team we're talking about so far, right? They were fourth in the SEC East, Woj. This is what I want to point out, though. They lost to Tennessee 62-24. to When you're seeing that, man, this is a team I want to bet against. You know, they had a couple squeak-by wins, Woj. Beat South Carolina by a field goal, I think. They beat Florida by probably less than a field goal, somewhere around there. Near worst in giving up rushing yards per game. Well, let me tell you, Army runs the football. One of the best rushing teams in the nation. No, they have that, no way. Really? Yeah, Woj. They, they no do. Way. They run this thing. It's called an RPO, but with Army, you know, got to get rid of that P. It's not a run pass <laughs> yeah, option. For, just a, yeah, a forget the P, yeah, you got to minus that P, well, just an R, RPO minus the P. That's how I like to put it. But Army, 10 players over 100 yards rushing with 22 players having at least one rushing attempt. There's only 11 players on the field on offense. So that means they've doubled the players on the field on offense that have had runs. Army's going to run the football. They're going to run over this Missouri team. I don't think this Missouri team is too good as it is, but we got minus three and a half. Hey, I'm going to lay that. They're going to cover by more than three and a half, I hope. Be bringing home some money. 58 and a half over under. I might shade under because I think Army's going to control this game. Obviously, a lower scoring game. Hit that under on 58 and a half. Uh, I want to agree with you, Wall. And I think I am at the end of the day going to agree with you on Army. But the thing about it is, is Missouri has held a Florida team and a South Carolina team, both which are decent run teams. Now, I wouldn't say great by any means, but they, they've held both of those teams to under 100 yards rushing, uh, but they have given up over 200 yards to Vanderbilt and North Texas, and North Texas, like we, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about in our next game, is a team much like Army. They're third in the nation behind Army and Air Force in rushing yards per, per game, uh, but if, you know, the thing about it comes down to is not if Missouri can hold Army down, is if Army can stop Tyler Batty uh, from Missouri because he is uh, just as good as any other running back in the nation. Uh, but I do think the Black Knights end up pulling this one out. Well, I, I don't think they can stop. Uh, Missouri can stop it. They didn't stop it for North Texas. They're not going to stop it for Army. Army's going to end up beating them up. And, yeah, Tyler Batty might have a decent game. But we just watched Army and Air Force play. And those are two of the best running rush def- or rush offenses in the country. And it was a low-scoring game, and Army held them down. So I think Army does the same thing here. Unless Missouri figures out a way to go over the top, I, I think this this is an Army victory altogether. Well, Yeah, they're going to be pissed off after that Navy loss, too. So, you know, I'm going Army. We're going to go down together. Plus, it's you know, it's the Armed Forces Bowl. they got to shade it a little bit to Army, right? <laughs> the book's better or they're going to be in trouble yeah. with the government but exactly. uh, <laughs> we got the uh, the the frisco bowl classic while the uh the, the new bowl essentially uh that's been added um we have miami of ohio versus north texas uh december 23rd at 3 30 p.m 
Yay, Woj. They stuck it in there, baby. They snuck it right in there. Get a little extra revenue. Let me paint the picture for you, Woods. Let me let me Picasso this one for you. You got North Texas plus three. If you want to bet them on the money line, plus 135, over under of 54. We're talking about a North Texas team that was third in Conference USA West. And at Miami, I'll say the Miami of Ohio, was second in the MAC East. I don't know that I'm going to lay any money on this one, Woj. I don't see value either way. We've mentioned a few times. If so, I'll probably just go with North Texas and the dog. What kind of keeps me away from this one is I do like the MAC this year. They were a really competitive conference. They had to play in competitive games. Considering this is, you know, a field goal spread, it actually opened, uh, I think, at four, got bet down to a field goal spread. I think Miami, Ohio is going to be more used to that, you know, close game, coming through, competitive game. So I, I'll probably stay away from this altogether. Uh, I already bet on this game. Uh, this was my first game I bet. I like the Mean Green Wall. I know you like the MAC, but I like the I like North Texas. Uh, I was played them many a times over the last couple of years. I do like them. They're playing 30 minutes from their campus. Uh, Miami is one and six on the road this year. North Texas is one of the best run run teams in the nation, averaging 246.2 per game. They're going to slow the game down, make sure that MAC super offense can't get off its feet. I just like North Texas in this one altogether. Uh, I'm, this is one of my locks for, for myself. I'm not saying it's one of my, my bull pickums here, but uh, this is this is one of my locks, Wall. Hey, there you go. You convinced me, Woj. I'll put a couple shekels on it, as they like to say. All right. We got the Union Home Mortgage. Get, uh, help me out. You say the rest of this one. Gasparilla Gasp- Bowl, baby. Gasparilla. Gasparilla Bowl. I don't even know what this yeah. is, but we got we got Florida and UCF. I guess it fits. It's fitting that the two Florida schools are in this uh, Thursday, December twenty third, seven p.m. While this is uh, this is going to be an ugly game, I think for at least one of these teams, either Florida or UCF. But uh, I'm thinking Florida. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Oh, just going to be an ugly game, kind of like us Northerners' pronunciation of Gasparilla. You know, it's, it's going to be Florida. They're going to have a tough time. They have a lot of extracurriculars going on. Mr. Mullen, he's out of there, right, Woj? He said, yeah, no, I am not going to. He's gone. Yeah, I'm not going to coach you players that I brought up for four or five years now, brought you into the program, made you promises and support you. I'm not going to coach you. I'm out of here. I'm not even going to coach your bowl game for you, even though Florida did give them that option. So they got a lot going on in that Florida program right now. They came in sixth in the SEC East. UCF came in third in that American Athletic Conference. As it sits right now, we're at plus six and a half, which watch that number. It's going to rotate around that pivot point seven, probably go to seven, seven and a half, get that back down seven. So pick and choose your spots with this one. If you're taking UCF, you want to probably try to get it at least at that seven mark or at seven and a half, even better. That's where I'm at on this one, Woj. You get plus 200 on UCF. You know I'm laying money on the money line dog. I'm doing it. It's not a question. Over under 55 and a half. Stay away from that one. I just, I'm betting against Florida for the reasons of their off field stuff, which I could be wrong. You know, Woji, you win 60% of them. That's all. You know what? Emory Jones is getting the nod here. Anthony Richardson's out. Uh, I don't like Emory Jones. I think Anthony Richardson was a better quarterback. Uh, their offense is really Malik Davis and uh, Devon, uh, Damian Pierce. Uh, so it's just, I think it's Damian Pierce. I can't, I th- I'm pretty sure that's who it is, but Malik uh, Davis and Damian Pierce. UCF, 
is just one of those teams that's streaky. Obviously haven't had Dillian Gabriel, by the way, who just entered the transfer portal, but he hasn't played since week three. Uh, He'll be one of probably the most sought-after quarterbacks in the transfer portal this offseason. You know, the last meeting of Florida in UCF was in 2006, 42-0. Take that as you would. UCF, I think, is just a better overall team than Florida right now. Uh, Yeah, Florida played Alabama tough, but uh, who didn't this year? to be honest, until Bama got to Georgia, which was just random. Uh, But we'll talk more about that next week. You know, I I don't know what to think about this game. I don't want to touch it. I do like UCF. I do like the spread there, getting the points. Uh, I definitely don't like giving the points with Florida. I'll say that much, Well, Hey, I think we're in agreement, Woj. A little more emphatically on my side. All right, easy post. Easy post Hawaii Bowl. Hawaii versus uh, Memphis, uh, Friday, December 24th, 8 p.m. You know, Hawaii got into this bowl with the extra bowl added for the Frisco football classic. Uh, So they get to play in their own bowl for the fourth time since 2016, Well, Yeah, lucked out. I mean, what what can you say? They got that sixth win. They played that extra game. They deserved it. So, hey, NCAA made the right decision, in my opinion. We get a Christmas Eve bowl. We get to watch Hawaii, as we usually do on Christmas Eve. I'm happy about it. It's tradition, Woj. As far as the spread goes, I don't know. We're at a touchdown, or I think it was at a touchdown. I can't remember right now. Yeah, I was at a touchdown, plus seven, minus seven. I have having trouble reading, Woj. We're, we're going long here, baby. We're going long. I hope people didn't leave us. <laughs> how how long are we? We're, we're, we're a little bit – we're almost 50 minutes in. They better be here. I mean, these are good bowls. I mean, we're, we're coming up on the better ones here, Wall. So listen if in, in if you want to get to the better bowls. But I, this is a Christmas Eve bowl, Wall. What, what's wrong with, you know, jingle bell, jingle bell, and a little football in the background? There you go. Hey, it's over under 56 and a half, which let's, let's go with the over. Let's give, let's give the people a, let's give them a Christmas present, early Christmas present on this one. Mm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Which I'm not going to do it. Hawaii. You never know with that team. Memphis. You never know with that team. Memphis seventh in the American athletic, no divisions in that one. Remember Hawaii fifth in the mountain West West division. I mean, these are two, you know, teams that weren't really in the top of their conference. I don't know what to make of this one. Again, probably go back to the dog, but I'm not going to bet Hawaii. So stay away from this one altogether again, Woj. I feel like I, I'm just envisioning a board behind wall, a dry erase board or a chalkboard or something, and there's just rules written on it. And one of the rules is don't ever bet Hawaii. And then in parentheses, they are very uh, inconsistent in parentheses. Uh, am I very far off wall? Is there something like that? Maybe in your brain, something that just ticks where don't bet Hawaii. No, you're dead on, Woj. That's something I normally do. I bet them, I think, once this year, and it was only because of a boost that I had, and that was the only reason. I I do bet them on occasion, but you're 100% right. They're they're a streaky team. You know, they got that travel. They got that time zone issues. It's just, you know, don't bet Hawaii. Try to stay away from them unless you have to. Well, what was the active line again that you just looked up? The active line was at seven. They're plus minus seven right now. Plus seven for Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii's getting seven. So Hawaii's having some team issues. I don't know if you knew this, but Chev Cadero, the quarterback, and Day-Day Hunter, who we've talked about in the show before uh, for DraftKings, is uh, leaving the team because of team unhappiness with Coach Todd Graham. Uh, so take that as you will, but uh, those two will not be playing in the bowl game and uh, likely, apparently, entering transfer portal or maybe they'll hire a new head coach. Who knows? But uh, just something to keep in mind when you're betting – 
for Hawaii or with Memphis uh, in this game. So I'm going to say I end up liking Memphis, but who knows? Again, inconsistency. That just shows some more inconsistency in the team unhappiness. So, uh, you know, have a Merry Christmas, right, Wall? (laughs) Well, I'm glad glad you brought that up to the people because the reason I didn't have this line in front of me, I did actually have it right in front of me, but it said minus seven. I'm like, there's no way that could be right because this should be like a field goal spread. But now that you tell me that, it kind of makes sense dropping all the way down to minus seven. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's move on from the uh, unhappy Christmas Eve bowl to the <laughs> the December the the Christmas Day bowl. Wall, we got the Camilla Bowl, Ball State versus Georgia State, 2:30 p.m. on the very happy Christmas Day. Heck yeah, baby! Their families probably aren't happy. They're missing Christmas, but I mean, what do you do? You get to play in a bowl game. You don't turn that down even though that's what people do this year. Well, every year for that matter. But back to this game, Woj. Georgia State minus four and a half. Georgia State minus 200. Over under sitting right at that bicentennial mark of 50. I don't know which way to go on the over under. I'll tell you that much for sure. I'm kind of liking the dog in this one. I mentioned I like the Mac already. Ball State fourth in the Mac West. Georgia State came in second in the Sun Belt East. Pretty comparable. I think I'm just going to stick with this Mac team take ball state on the spread plus four and a half so um as far as betting goes i'm not going to pick anything yet because it's like a, a tradition you know with any game that happens on new year's day or, or christmas day with the with the fam just to kind of get some banter back and forth beforehand and then and then put some bets down and then it's a little rivalry going on so i'm, I'm excited for that so definitely gonna have some money on this game probably not quite a, all that much but georgia state is 10th in the nation in rushing offense with 221.9 per game. Uh, They're playing a ball state team that held army to 88 below its average. Uh, So I I, I guess that putting this in the retrospect, they held army to 213 yards uh, because army just run the ball so much, but uh, they did end up winning that game 28 to 16 back in October. Uh, They'll need to channel some of that energy again against Georgia state, but I'm leaning my early picks here against ball state. I, I might, I might throw off the family by by talking big on Georgia State and hopefully they'll pick it and then I can take some Ball State action. But not my early takes here are Ball State well. I like it. Now I know why you're always texting me on Christmas about college football. I mean, it makes a lot more <laughs> sense asking me, trying to phone a friend, getting some good picks there, some competitive picks. But I, you know what, Well, definitely wait till closer to the game time for this one. Maybe you get a lot of that holiday money in there. It shifts the line one way or another. Yeah, it's it's the it's the it's the Woj family money coming in one way or the other. I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to sway the line late there, Wall, but we'll move on to the Quick Lane Bowl from Western Michigan versus Nevada. This is on Monday the 27th, 11 a.m. Wall. Yeah, Nevada's a team I win money on. You know, quite often I like to bet Nevada. Think I'm gonna go the other way in this one though, Woj. Nevada was third in the Mountain West West Division. Western Michigan was sixth in the Mac West. Dead last in the division, Woj. Dead last in the division. They still got a bowl game to go to, which is quite you know, <laughs> incredible when you think about the college football landscape these days. But it's the Mac. Hey, that's, yeah, that, that, but still, they're, they're dead last in their division, and they're still in a bowl game. You know, they still got – but anyways, you know, SEC is always like that. So I think in this one I will take the favorite. Minus five and a half. I mean, you just – I got done telling you, they're dead last in their division, blah, blah, blah. Why are you taking them as a favorite? Well, I think there's a reason they're a favorite, and I think that number should be a little higher. It should probably be at minus seven, but I think their, you know, their record and their place in their division is kind of dissuading people from 
betting that number where it is. Western Michigan, you know, something happened in this game because they opened at plus two and a half. So somebody on Nevada is not playing or something I don't know about. I can just tell that from the spread. Maybe Woj can fill you in, but I think I like Western Michigan in this one, Woj. Oh, I can fill you in, Wall. The uh, <laughs> Carson Strong is opting out of the game to prepare for the NFL draft, which is not a big no. surprise. He's going to be a first-round draft pick quarterback uh, into the NFL, so uh, not a big surprise there. Nate Cox will take his place, who hasn't done his that well in DFS. Not sure. I've never watched a game of him playing, but as far as DFS goes, not very good. You got Western Michigan's Ellie Freyad out there getting 11.5 sacks in the season, and he's just looking at a young QB uh, in in ready to pancake him all. I like it, Woj. I like it. I mean, yeah, Carson Strong out, just fade Nevada on that. Nevada really, that's all they rely on past three or four years really is their quarterback so yeah. makes sense in the line move and I, i'm even like my pick more now obviously yeah all right we got the military bowl we got boston college versus east carolina on monday the 27th at 2 30 p.m well yeah you want to talk about teams that were dead last in their division this boston college was seventh in the acc atlantic dead last Woj. again we're talking about a team that's in a bowl game though you know i just college football landscape these days. East Carolina, they were fourth in the American Athletic. They earned their place in the Bulls. Boston College lost six of their last eight, Woj. Six of their last eight. When we get to the Bulls season, and I mentioned this for championship season, well, championship week, last week too, or two weeks ago when we did the show, it's really important to see how hot a team is as of late. And it goes the other way too. We want to see how cold a team is as of late. So Boston College losing six of their last eight, Man, I'm on East Carolina. You're getting three. You're getting a field goal with them. I'm not just going to take their points. I'm going to take them on the money line, plus 140. Come on, Will. Just this Boston College team, they haven't really shown us anything. Maybe they win the football game, but I just like this number. I like it a lot. So uh, and I'm sure you'll remember this, but we, I watched an Ashton uh, or a Holton Ashers game this year. And I lost complete faith in East Carolina. That was early in the season. Do you remember that wall? Where yeah, he Ailey, just looked. No, yeah, yeah. He he looks. He, he's not the quarterback that I would expect for the numbers that say it is. Now I chalk it up to poor opponent stat batting. Uh, they get a poor opponent and you stat pat it. Uh, you know that again. Like I said, the numbers say differently, but I just don't see it there. He is a he's a big quarterback. You'll see it when you if you watch the game. He's a big guy. Uh, he likes to just chuck the ball, and it looks like it's going into nowhere. Uh, they like to spread the ball around, so it's just, I don't know if maybe he just chooses a quadrant of the field and he chucks it, and it hopefully goes in someone's hands. But I just don't like him. Boston College is fourth in the country in pasty with 173.5 yards per game in the air. Yeah, Boston College is dead last in the ACC. But they're playing against teams like Wake Forest. Uh, they're playing against teams like Pittsburgh. Uh, teams that are better past, have better quarterbacks than Holton Ashers. Um, so I'm going to lean more towards Boston College in this one, surprisingly, uh, just because I've seen what Eastern Carolina can do, and I don't, I don't like what I see, Wall. And also well, the, the coach, the coach has made awful decisions in some games. And I know you've seen that too. It's been bad. I disagree with you hundred percent. You're talking about Mike Houston. You're talking about East yes. Carolina's coach. Yeah, no, I, no, no, I no. don't like Mike, Mike Houston. Mike Houston, I think is a very good coach. And he's one of the reasons okay. I'll actually be taking All right. Carolina. All right. I All think right. that's, 
a man that's going to get them ready. And I'm really glad we're doing this virtually because if you were across the room from me right now, I'd walk <laughs> over there and kick you. Do not take Boston College. Whatever you do, whatever we disagree with this year in the bowl season, do not take Boston College, which please. You don't have to take East Carolina. I won't force you, but do not take Boston College, please. Well, you heard it here first, folks. This is the rundown grudge match. We got military bowl, <laughs> Boston College versus Eastern Carolina, Monday the 27th, 2.30 p.m. Make sure to cue in to find out who wins or not. While here, here's what we'll do for this game. We're going to do a, a, a showdown. Hopefully they have a showdown on DFS on DraftKings. We're going to do a showdown just for this game. And you're going to take Holton Ashers, and I'm not. So that, that's your captain pick. It's already guaranteed that's who your captain pick is. I'm just letting you know. Deal, Woj. But if I win this, you have to come on the podcast and correctly pronounce his name. <laughs> that's the deal, Woj. That's what we're doing. All right. That's a fair deal. That's, that's, that's good. Deal. Easy. Easy. Fair All right. <laughs> Couple more games left, Wall. We're coming down to the final stretch here. We got the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. We got Houston versus Auburn. It's our first big name teams here. We got Tuesday, December 28th, 11 p.m. Again, Houston versus Auburn. We're into the games, Wall. We are, and I, I like how you don't consider Missouri a big game. I love that, Woj. I think that one might have got past you, though, because normally you respect that team, which I don't really respect that Missouri team. Big game, though. And every year, you know, Auburn, they just struggle. They struggle in the Bulls. I don't know why. I can't tell you why, but they do. Houston this year, second in the American Athletic Conference. Auburn, sixth in the SEC East. If you want to bet this one and you want to take Auburn, you got to lay three. If you want to take Houston on the money line, plus 130. I mean, we're right around that bicentennial mark, over under a 51 and a half. I don't know, Watch. What do you think? Are you thinking under in this one? You thinking maybe go with a dog? You got any opinion? Because I, I don't think I have much to give the people in this one. Well, I can answer easily in the over/under. I take the under in every single bowl game, and it pays out every single year. So I'll just say I'll just say the under. But nevertheless, uh, here's the here's the thing with this game is Bonick. So we know we didn't he didn't play against South Carolina, and obviously didn't play against that Alabama game where they played tight in the Iron Bowl, and it was a great great game. Didn't play in either of those. He answers the transfer portal. Uh, so adding to Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal, we have now Bo Nix in the transfer portal. It's a very pro-style quarterback. I guess two different kind of style quarterbacks going into the transfer portal who will be sought after by, I guess, whichever program runs their certain style of game. You know, as much as I hate Bo Nix, I would love him to see him end up at Iowa because they run a very pro-set offense. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Nevertheless, TJ Finley, again, will get the start for the third start in a row. He played okay against uh, South Carolina, and he looked like he was a little over his head in the Alabama game. Even though it was tight, he still looked like he was a chicken with his head cut off at times. So <laughs> I'm not really sold on TJ Finley, uh, even though they played that game against Alabama pretty tight. Um, it comes down to, you know, Clayton Toon from the quarterback from Houston. And we're talking about the wrong side of the ball when we're talking about quarterbacks. Clayton Toon's a much better quarterback all around. He is basically the Houston team. Uh, he has to make – these had some bad games, but they played well pretty much overall for Houston. Overall, this is going to be a good game. I don't know if they can channel some of that energy they got from Alabama all, but I just – I look at TJ Finley and I just put my hands over my head sometimes because it just some of the plays just look very discombobulated. Maybe this little extra time 
from the end of the season to the regular season will get him a little bit more acquainted with the playbook uh, and get him a better, uh, I guess, consciousness, <laughs> less less chicken with your head cut off than he did <laughs> in the Alabama game, and they'll play a lot better. But who who knows, Wall? Hey, well, I, we've disagreed a few times tonight. We don't disagree on this. Finley is somebody who he has to find his feet. He kind of reminds me of back in the day when you play Madden and you'd sub in those players to be your quarterback that were really fast. Remember, you run them to the outside. TJ Finley kind of reminds me of the opposite thing. Like, you'd actually put in an offensive tackle as your quarterback. <laughs> you, can, you know, he's like, he doesn't have that footing under him or he can't make those decisions. I don't know what it is, but, you know, he's got some learning to do, which I think I said already. I agree with you 100% on him, Woj. It probably will lead me to stay away from Auburn on this one. All right, we got the serve pro first responder bowl, Air Force versus Louisville, Tuesday, December 28th, 3.15 p.m. Well, Air Force second in the Mountain West Mountain Division, Louisville fourth in the ACC Atlantic Division. Anybody that's listened to the podcast all year long can probably tell you what I'm doing in this one. I'm taking Air Force. I don't like Louisville this year. I've made good money betting against him. I'm going to continue that trend, Woj. Plus, I'm going to get some money for doing it. This game opened. The books had Air Force as the favorite at minus 108. It's been bet down. People laying money on Louisville, that big-name team. Now you get Air Force plus 110. I mean, whew, I like it, Woj. I'm definitely taking that plus 110. I'll take those plus points, too. Air Force, they're a team I like. They got that uh, first responder bowl. They're going to get a little love from the refs, I think, here. So they got that going for them. But I just think they're a better team. I think they're a more consistent team. Louisville's not going to have played an Air Force offense well, an offense like Air Force has all year yet. So I'm, I'm going to stick with Air Force, money line and spread on this one. The over-under is at 55 and a half, and I don't have any opinion on that. Maybe you have some opinion on that, Woj. Yeah, definitely taking the under. They just held Army to <laughs> a really low score. But uh, you know me, the under all in all the games. But Louisville will meet the nation's top rushing attack. While we finally – we've talked about rushing attacks all, all, all day, and we finally get to the top rushing attack, which is Air Force – uh, definitely just beat Air, Air Army in a, in a very close, low-scoring game. Malik Cunningham, it will be him versus the Air Force run squad. Who can score more points? And, and, and when it comes down to it, Louisville and Malik Cunningham need those those plays per game, right? And Air Force isn't going to give it to them. I don't care who they are or how bad they're getting beat. They're not going to give you plays per game. They're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, the Air Force defensively versus QBs and running backs, because uh, Malik Cunningham is a dual threat quarterback, uh, is top 20 in both categories in DFS. So uh, I look for Air Force to end up winning this game. I like your pick, but it's going to be a good game to watch. I'm really excited. If Louisville does come back and win it, I'm probably not going to put too much on this, but if Air Force or Louisville does hang tight, it's going to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. I hope Malik Cunningham shows up to this game because it's really him versus like getting into the draft or, or doing whatever he wants to do basically at this point. So um, I, I'm looking for, this is probably out of all the games we talked about so far, this is the game I look most forward to watching. Well, I don't disagree with you. It's a good game that, you know, I'm excited to watch also. I do want to say one thing though, Air Force did lose to army this year. I think you might be thinking, you know, in regulation, they, it was it came down to close. It looked like Air Force was going to win at the end, but they went in overtime. And Army did win that game against Air Force. Maybe you were thinking of uh, somebody yeah, no, else. I, yeah, yeah, that, that's my bad. That's my bad. I'm I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it, 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 it was a close game, low scoring game though. Definitely take the under. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, you know, I gotta I gotta service the caddies. That's my that's my jam. Well, you know, I know about them. So. 
Well, I don't know if you're going to have some truck trouble or not, but we got the AutoZone Liberty Bowl up next. We got Texas Tech versus Mississippi State, Tuesday, December 28th, 6.45 p.m. Mike Leach heading back over to play his old team, Texas, or one of his old teams, Texas Tech, not his oldest team, but old team, Texas Tech, uh, to take him on well. What do you think? Well, Texas Tech plus eight in this one. You're getting eight points if you want to take Texas Tech, but as it stands, these two teams matched up against each other. We got Mississippi State, who was fourth in the SEC West. Then we got Texas Tech, who was ninth in the Big 12, which no divisions over there in the Big 12, but you know they were second last just above that Kansas Jayhawks team. Okay. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the team that, by the way, in the preseason rankings, I think it was one or one and a half was their win total. Beat the win totals. They're pretty good, right? So, I mean, eh, Texas Tech is all right. <laughs> They're above the grading curve, Woj. And I'm happy about that because <laughs> I want money on it. So, I will say you're, you're I like 100%. That. The, big, the Big 12 grading curve. It's like the greatest curve in the world. It's what every F student wants. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's that's how you get above the curve there. You, you set a low bar. But I, I like Mississippi State in this one. You know, given the minus eight, it's open at minus nine and a half. It got bet down for some reason. I don't know if somebody's maybe going to sit out or what the deal is there with that. But I like Mississippi State, even up to 10. I Under 10, I, I'm probably going to, well, I'm definitely going to take them under 10. But I'll wait to see where the line settles at right before the game. Over under a 60, which is not really high for a Mississippi State game. But Texas Tech hasn't been scoring that many points in the season. Probably why it's there. Yeah, I mean, Texas Tech, Texas Tech likes to give up some yards in the air, enter Mike Leach and Will Rogers. Uh, it's just, I don't think Texas Tech has the firepower to deal with that Mississippi State offense. Uh, the D has looked better down the home stretch for Texas Tech, but uh, they've had a the good game against Baylor. But this is a different caliber team, I think, than what they're used to facing. And I know that that sounds weird coming from a Big 12 team to an SEC team. But as far as like uh, you know, air out five wide, but Mississippi State is just a different caliber team, I think, than what they've been playing. I, I think Mississippi State would even have a good battle against Baylor in my mind. Nevertheless, uh, th- this is one of those games where I think I really do like Mississippi State in. Uh, definitely like the under, though, just because I know Tech Tech has some offense. And guess what, Wall? It's bowl season, so I bet the under on every single ball. <laughs> oh, I think this might be the first time you ever bet an under on a Mike Leach game. But I love what you said about uh, Mississippi State maybe facing off against Baylor. That was, that was well put. I couldn't agree more. So, hey, we're on the same page in this one, look. All right, we got the SDCCU Holiday Bowl. NC State versus UCLA Tuesday, December 8th. This is uh, one of the late games, not the latest. We're going to have some more Pac-12 after dark here. But uh, 8 p.m., Wall. 8 p.m., baby, SDCCU. Anybody that watches college football knows what that stands for. San Diego County Credit Union, Woj. This is a tradition like none other. But, man, was I mad at them this year, Woj. I was not happy with these team selections because going into bowl season, I wanted to bet NC State and I wanted to bet UCLA no matter who they were playing. As it stands now, I can't really do that. Well, I'll be guaranteed to lose money, and the books will kick me off for betting both sides of a game. But NC State was second in the ACC Atlantic, UCLA third in the Pac-12 South. NC State lost to a field goal, or lost by a field goal, I should say, to Wake Forest. They lost by one point to Miami. UCLA field goal lost to Fresno and Oregon. I mean, these are two... Good football teams in their conferences won some money on UCLA this year, few times. NC State only bet them once, won some money on them. So I, 
I just like these two football teams. One thing that worries me, UCLA did have a loss to Arizona State. That's a bit concerning. Arizona State wasn't a great football team. I did not catch that UCLA-Arizona State football game in its entirety. They also lost to Utah, but that's not a really big surprise. Utah team, a team we'll talk about next week, they're a really good football team, so that doesn't surprise me too much. As it stands right now, you know, throw a dart if you want. Otherwise, just take the plus number, which as it stands right now is UCLA plus one. Well, I threw a dart and it landed on Charbonnet. Did I pronounce it right, Wall? Is that is that correct? <laughs> wow. Practice makes perfect, Woj. Hey, we've been say. talking about you said it. We talked about him at the beginning of the season. We talked about it at the end. You picked him up a couple times in DFS and he did terrible. Hopefully you don't pick him up in this game because I want him <laughs> to do well. UCLA, I like that. Charbonnet ends up getting the uh getting the uh the carries here and carries him to victory. So we'll uh, we'll go on to that. Did you have that written down somewhere? Uh, I did not. I just kidding. That was a pretty good one, though. I, I no, that's too much. Pat in the back for that Wait. one, but uh, it's Come late. On. It's late in the episode. I don't want to yeah. keep our our patrons here any longer. But uh, guaranteed rate bowl, uh, West Virginia versus Minnesota, our first Big Ten team. We got to talk about all night. This is the the a Big Ten after dark, I guess. Now is December twenty eighth at ten fifteen p.m. I love it. And where is that guaranteed rate from? Where what, what do I know that from? It's Ooh, obviously that's a guaranteed rate field. We've got a little White Sox action here. It's my favorite Oh, team that's wall. right. Oh, yeah. It's local in Chicago here. we got a lot of – I have a lot of friends that are White Sox fans. You know, they're not, not very smart people. But that's where it's from, White. You're right. And they have that arrow that points down, right? Is that is – Okay, that okay. Yeah, I like <laughs> Oh, it's, it's coming. I, now it's coming. I understand now what, where that came from. But anyway, this game, you know, I'm taking the Big Ten. It's, it's, it's really no question of who I'm going to take in this one. But – West Virginia is plus three and a half. I'm going to have to lay three and a half to take Minnesota over under a 45. That tells you, you know, Minnesota or Iowa's playing in the football game, maybe Wisconsin. Plus 140 if you want to go against me and take West Virginia on the money line. I don't know. West Virginia was a team that was six in that Big 12, middle of the pack. Like we mentioned, they don't have divisions, so you got to take that in its entirety. Minnesota, second in the Big 10 West. That's a, that's a division we're pretty familiar with, Woj. Third place. Basically, three other people were tied with them for second place, I should say, right behind Iowa, our beloved Hawkeyes, as you like to call them. Minnesota's a good football team. They've played some good football teams this year. They played Iowa. They played Wisconsin. You know, they know what to expect out of playing a West Virginia team. So I'm just going to take them. I'm going to take them on the spread for sure. Minus 160 is kind of a high number for me to, you know, put on a favorite. But I will think about taking it come game time. Well, I'd love to follow you on this and go with the Big Ten, but I'm not sure I'm going to. I, I'm probably not going to bet this game, but you have Letty Brown versus just a depleted Minnesota backfield. And, yes, their defense is really good. But, again, their, Minnesota's bread and butter is that run game. And Mohamed Ibram, we knew we got hurt early. His backup, Trayson Potts, again got hurt. Then Bryce Williams hurt out for the season they're to kai thompson and marquise irving as their dual threat running backs and they haven't been producing the numbers that those guys have produced by themselves all the other guys that i just talked about so letty brown is one of those guys that's been consistent it's going to come down to the trenches in yeah minnesota might have the edge there but i they need to score points and tanner morgan necessarily hasn't been the guy to do that under quarterback for minnesota so 
this is one of those games I'm up in the air about. I might feel better about Minnesota closer to game time. I'm going to kind of watch to where to see that where that line goes. But right now I'm going to play the under because that's what I do on every single bowl game. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'm going to take Minnesota quite yet in this one uh, or pick anybody quite yet in this one. Wall. Well, one thing I will take a little issue with Woj is I don't know if you remember how Iowa got into the Big Ten Championship, but it was by Minnesota beating a football team. Do you remember who that football team was? Uh, it was Minnesota, yes. Very good day. Very good day. Very good day for the Hawkeye Nation. Yeah, they and they beat Wisconsin, Woj, to, to send us into the Big Ten Championship. And I will remind you, Wisconsin is one of the best, actually is the best defense in the nation. So if Minnesota can run the ball against the best defense in the nation and get a win – I think they can do it against West Virginia. So I'm going to lay him, lay him hard, Woj. I like it, Wall. Hey, listen, thank you for listening all the way through. I think we're about an hour and 10 minutes in. You guys are the greatest fans we've ever had. We appreciate you. This was the college football rundown, college football bowl season 2021 part one. Come back next week for part two. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the college football rundown. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. We're out.